only podcast where every week we police the mean streets of the internet because hey somebody's got to do it and then we let you be the judge the jury and the executioner in the court of public opinion coming to you live from neo chicago i am officer kevin and i'm officer grant i didn't know that you had your own gun over there yeah I, I had a spare here i know we thought we lost them all but i had a spare just in case well, that's uh good. grant guess what i got covid this week i knew that <laughs> there you go guess what everybody listening i got covid this week that's why we're not in the same room that's a jelly and congratulations scene <laughs> did i say that wrong everybody clap no, you for said me. it exactly correct right, you've sorry. you've already locked into the energy of the the podcast really i'm known as the father of the internet so this is sort of like a blue lives matter moment where i'm very supportive <laughs> of the police and you guys are oh, the we love police, so that's how you do it <laughs> yeah and let's let's introduce you uh well that that lovely voice you're hearing folks that is max of sbn3 who is a self-described multimedia artist director and comedian the king of new media max how are you Thank you. I'll take that. Uh, I got out of the hospital. <laughs> I've been in and out of the hospital, actually. Uh, three days ago, I went to the... So right now, I'm dealing with this thing where uh, I try to go to sleep. And for some reason, my brain is convinced that when I fall asleep, my heart will stop. So I'll sleep oh, for a second and then I'll wake up. And so I went to the hospital for that. I had to wait seven hours because everybody with the sniffle thinks they have coronavirus. And so, <laughs> so I'm waiting for all these people. Then that happens. Then this morning, okay, so I didn't, because I was in that episode, I didn't eat for about 16 hours. The last thing I had eaten was uh, spicy chicken patties. I like to give a shout out to spicy chicken patties. But um, no, so that was all I ate. And then, I so I'm not eating anything. Then I wake up after I get my Xanax from my prescription for for being the guy. And uh, I break my fast with, I'll give you the whole laundry list. First, uh, Chipotle. Then the chocolatey uh, 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 Quaker granola bars, the ones covered in chocolate, uh, lemonade, sure. a root beer, a diet root beer, of course, uh, <laughs> and just, uh, I-, I think, spicy pickles, the Vlasic spicy pickles you get at Walmart. Basically, that is all I broke my fast with. Uh, That's after a lot. It was, yeah, it was two Chipotle burritos, all acidic foods. And so I yes. went to bed that night uh, with sort of that bloated ulcer happening stomach. And then I was like, oh, man, maybe I should eat something because my stomach hurts. So I got a spicy hungry man uh, at about 9.50 a.m. this morning. I ate that. 
that sent me over the edge. That sent me into like a, <laughs> an, an ulcer shock. And uh, before I was just uncomfortable, I couldn't really sleep. But now I was like all screwed up. And um, so I'm literally in pain for five hours straight. And I would have still done the podcast even with that pain because it would have been okay radio, I guess. But the hell yes, I was literally talk- hell yes. I, I was literally talking like, yeah, okay. All right. Like the whole time. And so, <laughs> but I went to I the hospital. You, you, this is the bullshit thing. Go ahead. Yeah, you messaged me this morning. You're like, hey, I may or may not be able to do the episode. I, I'm going to the hospital with a stomach ulcer. I, I didn't realize the circumstances leading into it where you ate a chocolate-covered granola bar, a jar of spicy pickles, and a burrito. Two. Two chipotle And lemonade. And two chipotle yes. burritos. And you washed it down with lemonade. I got to yeah. say, man, I'm not, I'm not surprised you ended up there. And I'm no stranger to stomach problems myself, so... This is the problem is that, so I called my uncle. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I got to get to the ER because everywhere you call, it's all booked because of COVID, right? So mm, yeah. uh, I, so I'm thinking that, oh, well, I'm clearly in pain. I'm going, oh, fuck, like really loud in the waiting room, like the whole time. I'm like, fuck, shit, ah, <laughs> like the whole time. And I'm assuming that, oh, well, oh, this guy is in need because he needs painkillers. I sit in that waiting room for seven fucking hours while I'm waiting to do this show. And, uh, and so they make me, th- that was, that was why I was late to doing this. That's why this started two hours late, unfortunately. Um, and but, no worries. Uh, it's all good. My apologies. But, uh, no but yeah, so four hours into that seven hour wait, the ulcer was gone. I could have just fucking stayed at home. <laughs> I paid a hundred dollars to get what I could have oh, fucking man, got at no, home. No. Pain. I, had I mean, hey, it could have been a whole lot worse. It could have been a whole hell of a lot worse. That's true. Yeah. Is that an ulcer? Because my old family, they were saying, oh, oh, you have a gallbladder stone. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure this is an ulcer. I, I I've had stomach ulcers before. Really that sounds. That. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would go whatever, you know, trust whatever they would say. But they said it went away on its own, huh? Well, it, it, I felt it go away on its own. <laughs> See, oh, no. You just I, in real time, you're like, and there it goes. Yeah, sort of like, uh, like some, I'm rocking back and forth in the waiting room chair. People think I have like extra coronavirus or something. And so people are like, they're like, you know, I'm slapping. uh, So I have the Nike Cortez shoes on. Those are the squeakiest shoes Nike ever made. So I'm slapping them. I'm slapping them against the, uh, the tile floor. I'm making all kinds of squeaks and I don't give a fuck who hears or who looks. I was in so much goddamn pain. So here's where it gets even fucked up more. I just said that all screwed up. But anyway. So I finally get in. I finally get in. They give me a little bed. On uh-huh. one side of me, there are five police in a room. There is a prisoner currently in the hospital. He is screaming oh, right, his fucking right. head off. This dude is screaming his head. It's like, ah, no meth. Meth charge. The fuck you mean? The fuck you mean, boy? And I'm like, whoa, whoa. And then so on the other side of me, there is a man literally fucking dying. An old guy, he is 90. He is oh literally, I'm not exaggerating at all. He is actually fucking dying. His his 50-year-old daughter <laughs> is crying. I'm like, I, I was supposed to wait for the doctor to get a prescription. All I did was an EKG. I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm not dealing with this shit. I'm not doing this. And so the and American was, healthcare system, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, kind of. And uh, and I was thinking, I was like, you know, I can't be late for thought cops. So I was like, you know, it's really this trauma really isn't worth this shit. It was kind of traumatic. Like it was kind of fucked up. Thank you. <laughs> that is yeah. that is insane. That is insane. Uh, I don't think anybody listening can deny that is fucking insane. But we 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 appreciate the dedication, man. We really do. 
Um, That's true. But let's is. let's talk let's talk about you know let's talk about some of the stuff you're working on. Uh, so you and I you and I met on Kimono Friend Zone uh, a couple months back. Yes. Uh, you host uh, So Bro Radio, which I was on. That was such a great time. I was like, let's let's get Max on Thought Cops. Let's see if we can work that out. And um, you're also the creator of the game Class of 09, which you have branded as an anti-visual novel or a rejection sim. That is now you gave me you gave me a steam key to this game. I got a chance to play it. I did. I got to do one of the playthroughs of it. I know there's at least a dozen different endings, correct? 15, I believe. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Grant, you want to you want to pull up the uh, the trailer real uh, here real quick and we can talk about that yeah and so bro and everything else i get this trick i guess yeah while yeah while he does that max if you want to just give us a uh, quick rundown of what uh what Sobro Radio is all about in SBN3, your YouTube channel, everything you do. So SBN3 is that so that's sort of the main like channel where I was uploading stuff. So when I was 18, I wanted to be a filmmaker. And mm-hmm. so like it was sort of a have lemons make lemonade thing. I didn't have actor friends. I didn't have like the expensive cameras. I and now I have some more of that stuff now as like money came in from from doing it. <laughs> But basically, uh, it was lemons make lemonade, uh, short of the ulcer. But uh, it, it was sort of a thing where uh, I had puppets and stuffed animals, and I had a bunch of old anime cartoons, you know, Yu Yu Hakusho or Yu Gi Oh or like any of those. And so I would just write my own stories and my own and my own little comedy skits, and I would use like either puppets or or anime clips to, uh, you know, as a means of making cheap movies that would still sure, sure. sort of be funny. And so that's how I built the shit. And then Class of 09 is sort of this culmination of all the connections I made doing that because uh, I would hire a lot of voiceover people. A lot of those people now are voicing in a lot of the cartoons that we sort of, you know, screw around dubbed. And now they're a lot of them are in dubbing with the official studios that originally localize these shows. Um but I was uh, going to say the voice, the voice acting in this is very, very good. Thank you. And the uh, writing, the writing as well. Uh, very funny. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, let's, let's take a quick peek at this trailer, Grant. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, you're different. I'm not having sex with you. Did you guys get an invite to Kelly's pool party? No, fuck off. Being nice just traps you into these hostage friendships. Socializing honestly kind of sucks now. You're starting to sound like that weird kid, Jeffrey. Yeah, Jeffrey's one of my hangouts this week. You're that far in? Tell him to fuck off. I'm going to take the entire bottle. I'm going to kill myself. I'm sorry. Did you think I have any form of emotional attachment to you? Okay, this I didn't know about. You know something? You're feisty. Theoretically, of course. Are we that people? Yeah, him suffering just makes me feel good for some reason. This shit always manages to pop back up in the future. What future? You say you're going to kill yourself every other day. So I, I wanted to ask you, Max, are you are you of this age group? Um, like, did you go to high school around this time? I'm class of 2012, not class of 09. Um, okay, because I was going to say this is this is me and Grant's time period. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And I was going to say, as somebody who was in high school, because it takes place over the course of like 2007 to 2009, I'm, I'm class of 08, Grant is class of 09, 09 right, Grant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, I would say it's it's accurate, you know, like you got a lot of the styles down, there's like a lot of kind of the 
preppy or the scene kids kind of looking thing. And, uh, you know, I would say it was definitely a, a nice little time capsule of a, a time I don't really see encapsulated in a lot of media, which is pretty cool. That's true. Um, that, uh, that's absolutely true. Cause it's like, um, uh, honestly, like that, that encapsulation of the high school experience, while not all of the wild, outrageous things that might happen in class of 09 happen for everybody, just the general personality and energy and fashion and all that. Like, I, I don't see that ever in video games, let alone even media, where somebody like really goes through the effort of recreating a lot of those personalities from like a very specific time period. Cause I think of those yeah. John Hughes movies. I'm like, bro, what fucking kid was like, Oh, oh yeah, man. I really cared about doing good grades. And, and like, it, it's, I don't know. It's this weird thing where I feel like a lot of guys, I feel like to make a good high school anything, whether it's a movie, book, anything, like you have to still be in your 20s. I don't want to see somebody in their 50s making shit about high school. It's it's just, I, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like your memories may become a little bit less accurate as time progresses of what high school was really like or even childhood. I hate and what to, kids are like. Yeah, I, yeah. I hate to uh, cut in here, but have you all seen the show Pen15 at all? Heard of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. heard of it a lot. So I've uh, actually, uh, me and my girlfriend just watched the final episode of the final season, and uh, it reminds me a lot of that. I mean, like there are that's whole, like early two thousands, right? Early two thousands, yeah. but yeah. you would figure the characters in that show would be in high school. By I, know, I, I say that, that like there's game. a massive difference, but <laughs> right, I guess right. you know <laughs> it'd be the same sort of like time capsule like their take they're, on the same like what would eventually evolve into the same time period. There might yes. be there might be a bit of a difference though between early two thousands to late two thousands because particularly right. why I found the late two thousands interesting for a video game is, is one I lived it we all here lived it mm-hmm. but in addition mm-hmm. you got to think the late two thousands that was the most offensive we ever got as an American society because it, it, you know I think you might be right because from the forties it's all this one-upsmanship from Elvis to Marilyn Manson to blah to Nine Inch Nails blah 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 you know it's that one-upsmanship and then at post twenty ten now you get canceled for being offensive or, or something like that and so that's like the most offensive era we'll ever probably have it, it's it's weird to think about it like that yeah I feel like yeah right around that yeah turn of the decade after the millennium. Um, I mean, yeah, like I obviously I have a nostalgia for that time period. So it was cool to see it represented in a game. And uh, it, it was fun. I, I was going to tell I was going to say, uh, Grant, we should definitely stream this game sometime. <laughs> I am 100 percent. That, that would be a lot of fun because I, I, I want to see I want to see what you go through. You know, I want to see what ending you get. I'm 100 percent um, down. Uh, Max, have you like worked on any games before or what was like the what was the uh, thing that made you want to do this? Because I'm very fascinated by this. Well, <laughs> let's see. So, damn. I, okay, so I, I had one gig on a game called uh, I had one gig on a game called Neon Town. It was not. It wasn't an indie. It, it, I would say it was a double A game. Like you've heard triple A game where it's mm-hmm. like oh big budget. <laughs> yeah, I've worked on double A games where they have a lot of money. They have money that like m- the average person cannot put together for a game. Uh, and I was hired as uh, like sound design and, and screenwriting and stuff like that. But I wasn't the head producer of that. And I, I don't think that game has come out yet. Um, I don't know. It's, there's some limbo thing going on. I, I don't want to get into it. But um, but no, I mean, I'm, the, the, the creator is a good dude. He uh, he he I think he might have given me one of my biggest like contracts as a contractor uh, for just doing sound effects. Um, and then as far as and then but the game wasn't coming out. 
And so I, I got called on for that in like 2015. And I, I was like, okay, once I get my name on a game, then, then everything will be legitimized. Then, then people will start taking it seriously. Like just all the, all sure. the technical stuff I was learning. Then I was like, damn, this shit ain't coming out. I mean, I, I don't know if it is. No, no, no flack towards him. He's, he's got a lot of stuff on his plate, but I was just like, I, I guess I have to be the fucking guy to make a game shit. So, uh, I've had the idea or like an idea like class of 09 since like maybe 2016 or 17, where what if you took, because I would always talk to these girls in high school and like for anybody who says, Oh, women are boring at talking or they always yap. You have not asked women about their other interactions with men because that (laughs) shit is so fucking fascinating, dude. Uh, That's true. And so it's like, because because the the dudes that's that's where they give their true colors and 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 all this stuff and so I remember there were just so many instances where I would talk to a girl and this was this was like way back in high school she was like oh he sent me a picture of his dick and it was a guy I didn't like it was a guy I thought was an asshole I was like mm-hmm. I was like how'd you feel about that she's like oh it was awful I'm like why didn't you save it and send it to everyone and ruin his fucking life what is wrong <laughs> with you and so yeah the whole concept was like what if you put this fucking like this sociopathic creature who is just a fucking mental assassin. And you put that in the, in the opportunities of a pretty girl's body. And I was going to say the char- the character is definitely <laughs> a, a borderline sociopathic is putting it nicely. Yeah, no, but she's got her reasons. She's got her reasons, but you got to play the game to find out. Now I know as of this recording, it's not out just yet, but if you want to just let us know the actual release date and then where people can find it. Class of, oh, well, class of a nine is already out on steam, but it's coming out on Android January 6th, 2022. That is our extension for that. That's well, that should be That's exciting. See, uh, an Apple right blocked the time it. This comes out. Apple. They blocked, blocked it. Yeah. Fuck Apple, by the way. Can I get into Apple or do we not have time? What, what the hell? Yeah, wait, what happened there? Okay, so Apple uh, Apple is a white supremacist organization. I will say yeah. this proudly. Uh, fuck Apple because... Um, so Play Store doesn't have a problem with it. Steam doesn't have a problem with it. Good Old Games doesn't have a problem with it. N- none of these platforms have a problem with it. I submitted to Apple Store. They're like, oh, well... Um, so I think it's going to be fine. They have Grand Theft Auto San Andreas on the App Store right now. Go on your iPhone, look it up if you have an iPhone. Uh, you can get a prostitute, light the bitch on fire, blow her head off with a sawn off shotgun. But my game class of 09 was blocked because of these three things. Uh, Mentions of suicide, bullying and teen drug use. So bullying a little open-ended, right? But so I, I I go to look at their, they're like, Oh, it's in violation of our terms of service. I read their terms of service. There is nothing to do with uh, bullying, suicide, teen drug use. What there is to do with is, uh, oh, you can't have the reckless use of firearms. You can't depict people getting killed. You can't depict the purchasing of firearms. You can't do all of these things that Grand Theft Auto San Andreas does, but they let that on. And clearly it's a money thing. Clearly they don't want a, a, any right. indie developer. It always boils it down to that. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, it sounds like money money talks is the the thing here. Yeah. So uh, if if we make a class of a nine expansion, uh, I will definitely have a a a little trail, a little sub story where where Apple is is destroyed. Uh, put it in writing. Put it in stone right here. Apple will no, they'll meet their match. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> yeah, we'll look. We'll be looking forward to that. I'll be uh, get your Android phones and take it to Apple. Absolutely. Um. 
But that being said, like I said, we do have a Twitch channel. Uh, we've been streaming on there. Uh, we're trying to stream every week or so. But it's like I said, things have been a little right bit now, weird recently. You know, it's, it's we got the, the holidays. holidays. We got the virus. COVID. We got a lot going on. We got a lot in our plates, guys. All right. So yep. sorry we didn't play Paper Mario this week. We'll I've get back to it. it. Okay. I don't need. I don't need to play Paper Mario anymore. I want to play Class of 09. Thank you. And we, and we will. We will do that soon. Yeah. I say let's get together. Let's play that soon. And folks, if you want to see us play, you can follow us over at twitch.tv slash thoughtcops to get all of the latest and greatest updates. And speaking of that, we also have a YouTube channel. These episodes are going up in full video, baby. So if you're listening to this and you want to see what it looks like, you can head on over to youtube.com slash thoughtcops and subscribe to us. We got all kinds of great highlight clips. So if you're new to the show and you want to say it, Hey, what is, what is this crap all about? Head on over to our YouTube channel. You can find out for yourself really quick and see if you like it or not. And if you like it a whole lot, you can donate to us over at patreon.com slash thoughtcops because we also released a brand new episode of our spinoff podcast, Fire Bros, recently, which had on both Nico and Sleep Science. Yes. Now, what if they don't like it? Uh, if you fuck don't you. like it, you can you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, How about fuck that? You. Find where you that? live, motherfucker. Yeah, uh, IP address recording. By the if you're listening to this and you don't like it, we know where you're listening. So <laughs> uh, two things. Keep that in mind. Two things. One, we did. What did we do? We did Spree. We did White Lotus. We did. Mm-hmm. Um, we did Bo Burnham inside. The Bo Burnham special. And and a we did. <laughs> Why don't we write these down? Uh, <laughs> there was a fourth item, folks, and you can find out on the website if you just... It's as little... Hey, like I said last time, we're only asking for $2 a month for the bonus content. A lot of these other podcasts are out here saying, if you want double the stuff, you got to give us 5 bucks a month. We're only asking for 2 so... Uh, but second, if you do... Second thing... Um, key to the city to Officer's Wick. I know last episode we talked a lot about um, we're using Riverside.fm right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Zwick made these videos look absolutely amazing. If you haven't seen Phenomenal. them, like just go on YouTube and just search Slot Cops. Like even if you don't have a fucking Google account, which at this point everybody has a Google account, but if you don't, just go on and just watch. Like look at one of the videos. Like they'll make one for you. Exactly. They'll make one for you. You're already on there. They already know where you live. But the point being, um, me too. The the whole <laughs> the whole layout of um he used the the Carmen San Diego uh like screen that I had him make for our Twitch channel. We're now using that for the video and it looks mm-hmm. incredible and like the way that uh Riverside like uh captures all the different video and the way that he's like throwing it around and stuff it's like the the greatest thing i think we've done so far and there's old june bat in the chat says i love that overlay thank you june bat in the chat keep it real but let's move on though we have let's get to a very famous very favorite segment of the show called two minutes of hate where we like to blanket punish all that annoying random crap that we see on our phones and our computers every single day of the week. 
So without further ado, my two minutes of hate is, uh, this is coming from, you know, like I said, I did get COVID this past week <laughs> and I, I have been following the precautions the best I can. So CDC said, you got to stay inside for 10 days. And then as soon as I hit about 10 days, they were like, oh, actually it's five. And I was like, oh, I didn't have to go insane. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, that would have been nice. Now, all these people on Twitter, you know, as you know, there's the 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 joke format of the week. And of course, it is the CDC says meme. Now, this is something where you might see like uh, the CDC says pee is stored in the balls or you know what? Oh. I'm going to look up. I'm going to look up right now. I'm just going to search for CDC says and see what kind of hilarious results I can find. It's been everybody. It's of- been everybody. <laughs> Uh, let's see some good uh, the CDC says you can stop isolating if the vibes are off the CDC says you can now eat the silica gel packet if you're feeling a little peckish the CDC says when you've reached the center of a Tootsie Pop your quarantine is over the CDC says that all hospitals are at maximum capacity so you need to go to the American Girl Doll Hospital. Now that's that looks like some kind of American Girl Doll parody account. So that one's a little bit lost on me. I'll that's that. funny. The CDC says it's time for the percolator. Now I think you get the joke <laughs> format here. And if you, if you if you use Twitter in a healthy manner, maybe you mute some things. You know, you're like I'm tired of seeing. You know, for example, I don't want to see Bean Dad anymore. You you go in your settings, you mute the words Bean Dad. <laughs> now yeah. No, no. In this the situation, Twitter company that I do not have blocked. So yeah, I probably haven't seen that. Then all that stuff. No, I, I got to ask you, wh- why? Why is Burger King on your on your whitelist? Uh, <laughs> whitelist. Uh, let's see here. I don't. I just like Burger King, dude. Like ever since I, all of my favorite childhood memories have been associated with Burger King. Like in in first grade, I had a birthday party at Planet Play in in Burke, Virginia. And um, there was a the arcade Planet Play was connected to the Burger King, and it was like it was like uh, so it was in a strip mall, but they were also connected in each other. It was like the Underground Railroad of obesity, and so you could go <laughs> back and forth. I had a birthday party; everybody got double cheeseburgers. That was a fantastic Ooh. birthday party catered by Burger King. Another time, I was eating a double cheeseburger when I was eight, and I had a loose tooth, and I loved the double cheeseburger so much the loose tooth came out, and I swallowed the loose tooth. With the double cheeseburger. Oh, I remember the, the Twilight Eesh. Burger King promotion. The Twilight Burger King promotion where uh, it, it was either Team Edward or Team Jacob. And you had to peel one of them off. And if you got the right one, you get a free hamburger. That is my favorite memory of Twilight. The Burger King promotion for it. it, it Among many, I assume. Yes, actually. Um, <laughs> I can't get into all of those yet. I'm on a watch list. But uh, of course. Yes. No, but not nah, bur- like, I don't know. It. Sometimes I like to see if they have deals. Uh, I remember they did the Fetty Whopper joke where the receipt said $17.38. Um, I appreciated that just because I, 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 dude, when that Fetty Wap album came out, I, all I listened to was that Fetty Wap album. <laughs> so it's, it's safe to say you prefer BK over McDonald's. Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, McDonald's, just, they're complacent. That's what I hate about the, Late game capitalism. The problem is not people getting rich. The problem is complacency, where you stop giving a shit about your product. That's what I hate. And see that maybe, maybe there is something to be said about being in number two your whole you know your whole life. If you're living in McDonald's shadow, yeah. for the entirety of your corporate lifetime, you're going to try a little bit harder. That's true. You know you're going you're going you're going to introduce the uh, 
What was those? Remember those Pokemon toys they had back in the day? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Those that was huge. Damn, which ones, bro? <laughs> which ones? That's uh, specific- the ones from like 99, I want to say. Specifically, I remember the gold card ones where it was like the big Pokeball and you yeah. opened it up and it's yes. a big fucking gold plated Charizard. Oh, those were incredible. So sa- so sadly enough, I'm I'm an expert in the Burger King Pokemon tie-ins, uh, where I, I have a giant vinyl banner that says that has Pikachu and a double cheeseburger right next to it. It's four feet by ten feet. It's huge. I put it up everywhere I live. And um, dude, there were yeah, no, there was the 1999 ones for for when the cartoon was coming out, and then the ones you're talking about, the 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 Pokeball uh gold card ones, those yeah. are still not worth much on eBay. So I suggest that you really? pick those up. Really? And then for Pokemon the movie 2000, yeah, I think it's like $100 for, for all six of them. And then Pokemon 2000, remember the card ones that plugged into the base? You know what I'm talking about? It was the plastic cards. You plugged it in, it would I make remember a sound. That one. Okay, well, no, right. I don't remember. You know, I, let's cut me off before I <laughs> look any worse, please. Do y'all remember, do y'all remember I, the one that was like, was this a Burger King thing? It was the one that had like, they had the spinny top thing and you could like roll it and then it like spun. Do you guys remember that? I think, I think every fast food chain had a variation yeah. of that. Was that Burger like, King? Well, you mean Pokemon I, I, I'm, ones? I'm, yeah. That was probably Burger King. Burger King had a, uh, they had a big contract tie in with Pokemon. It lasted a few years. But uh, that was that was probably Burger King. One of their best business moves was locking up Pokemon early. Yeah, because McDonald's until recently, McDonald's had the Pokemon toys. That's true. Recently. Yep. But en- enough ado about the king of burgers, because <laughs> like I said, there was a lot of there's a lot of information coming out very fast right now in terms of covid. If you got covid, you want to find out how you're not going to spread it. If you don't want to get covid, you want to find out how to avoid it. So you want to keep tabs on, you know, Twitter does tend to be the place where information trickles out the quickest. So if you're seeing posts from the CDC coming out on Twitter explaining, you know, hey, we're shortening the the isolation period. We are, uh, you know, we're we're changing this about it and, you know, just going off whatever new science comes out on the subject. But if you're if you're annoyed by the joke format, you might you might have muted or blocked the word CDC or even blocked the account by accident because of, you know, you don't want to find out some shit like the CDC says the vibes are off that has like one hundred and fourteen thousand likes on Twitter. <laughs> wow. And then, wow. And then, you, and then maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you see that and you're like, you know what? I don't like it here. I'm fine. I, I'm fine. Give me the virus. I'm I'm cool dying. I don't want to see this kind of crap anymore. Hey, yeah. If that's you, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say I, I entirely disagree. You know, it is obnoxious. That's for sure. Uh, but I would recommend not getting the virus. I would recommend not muting the word CDC. So that being said, my punishment is everybody just stop. Stop. You're flooding the information system. People are trying to figure out what the fuck is going on right now. And you're making it very difficult with your mid tier jokes. Your plug and play jokes on Twitter. Now, you know, I always come in here and I'm always like, you know, it's more of like, oh, I'm annoyed by this. This irritates me. Now we're in danger because of this. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a good point. Yeah, I hate it when comedians, they I've always had this thing against comedians using memes. Because, yeah, like you said, it's this it's this plug and play form of comedy. It's not like sitting down and actually trying to write your own thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So that being said, Max, did you have a two minutes of hate of your own anything that, you know, anything else bugging you besides 
uh, having to go to the hospital and almost getting killed by a meth addict. We're, we're talking. We're talking online, like just anything on the internet. Mostly, yeah. Typically, typically, uh, if yeah. You have any okay. st- anything outside that sphere of reference, go ahead. But mostly, we we try and stick to the online streets. I think I'm pretty. I think I'm pretty in your parameters here. Uh, my my thing that deserves two minutes of hate. Uh, white bitches on TikTok Live. They are the worst fucking people. They are the most sociopathic human beings on earth. But the problem is, is that they're not funny. So it, it's like it's like class of 09 without the enjoyment. It's just all the <laughs> negative aspects of class of 09 just on TikTok live where. But yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, you'll see cool shit. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, you you swipe. Uh, you just keep swiping up, swiping up, swiping up. And uh, you you request a guest. By the way, that feature for me requesting to guest and talk to other people. I've been banned four months from that. Um, and <laughs> you might find out why soon. But I would just scroll through and I would find this girl and she's like. She's like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm cool, blah, blah, blah. And then I don't know where there's this man yelling at her from from the from the side. And I'm like, wait, who's that? Because I'm talking to the girl. I, I don't know the guy. She's like, oh, it's my husband. He's like, you dumb fucking bitch. Fuck you. Fuck you. All this shit. You're getting real live domestic violence on TikTok. Jesus. The amount of women, the amount of women will have panic attacks live on TikTok. It is honestly fascinating. Oh my god! But um, I, I I'm I'm so out of the loop. I didn't even know there was a TikTok live. Yeah, TikTok, there is. TikTok is taking over uh, YouTube. Uh, TikTok has officially this year has been beating YouTube in minutes watched. Uh, TikTok wow. is the future, and YouTube absolutely fucking deserves it for how they treated creators who like actually make yeah. shit, like animators and and so on and so forth. Right? They treated everybody like shit. TikTok. Like, like you guys, if, if you guys have a video element and something wild happens, you guys can make your, t- are you guys on TikTok yet? I am. Yeah. I have one. I never use it. Grant, Grant's pretty active on there. Yeah. I, I think you guys could, uh, I would give TikTok a chance because they, they genuinely do because of the for you page and the automatic, uh, you know, swiping. They, they give everybody a chance. It's not just the people with three million followers or the people who get a chance, but that's another story. And you have to wonder, like, for how long, though? Because, like, that's, that's, my, has, that's always my worry with all this kind of stuff, you know, because YouTube started off that way, too. And then it was like, nope, unless you're fucking yeah, carpool karaoke. I will say it has gotten worse since you could purchase, like, <coughs> promotions, because that's uh, around the time that my video views started sinking, was like, when you could pay for promotions so people watched more of your videos and that happened uh, sometime early this past year and like since then i feel like my views have sort of tanked like i was getting hundreds of thousands of views on some of my videos and then all of a sudden it was just like none and it's like what the pay to play money talks i might push back on that because it's i've used that feature Mm -hmm. uh it's it first of all it's real it's not bots because tiktok will decline certain promotions that you put in i've only done it twice but the thing is is that i have wanted that for youtube for so long where i could just pay and get there because i knew i would never be lucky enough to do it because it was like i was making so much money off of my patreon that it's like okay let's let's refunnel this into getting more recognition for the content Mm -hmm. so it's i don't know like i at least TikTok has now. I haven't seen the the video. Actually, you know, I have seen the video view dips on the videos that don't take off. TikTok will do this thing where either they they cycle you or you don't. So some of my videos either get uh, two hundred plays, others get uh, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand, fifty thousand plays. 
Right. And uh, what I've noticed is that the 200, 500 videos, those have gone down to 80, 150, 120. So I do know what you're talking about there. Right. What's your What's your TikTok account so people can follow you? VSBN3. It is it's typing it in right now. I'm doing it right now. It's primarily a re-upload channel, although I do have a couple original things on there. I, I, was, I was talking to Grant about maybe like, I, I don't know if it's helpful or not to do like a Thought Cops TikTok account because like I know people have their own individual ones, but are, are do like, I feel so out of the loop having to ask these kind of questions, but like, are there really, uh, I don't know, like um, accounts for like groups of people? like yeah creators i guess there, there are a lot of podcasts uh a lot yeah. tons of podcasts uh where you go through and it's like a guy it's like a hyper quick cut of the podcast it's like a one minute thing yeah but no if you yeah. if you have a hot button issue no that's very common and then uh kevin samuels well he's not like a group but kevin samuels was a dude uh you know high value man that guy he was a dude who uh, really took off with tiktok just taking clips of his podcast where he yells at women for having high standards <laughs> We got to try that. Grant. I feel like I've, a lot of Yelling the women, a I mean. lot of the podcasts I've seen on TikTok have been like obnoxiously like scripted, where it's like two guys in yes. a room, and it's like, did you know that like in uh in the Indiana Jones movie, uh, what Raiders of the Lost Ark that whatever happened and then the guy's like no i didn't know that and then they do just like a wikipedia read of like i know exactly what you're talking about yeah i know exactly what you're talking about yeah that sounds awesome man that's that's what we do what are you talking about no it's (laughs) because we're a little more off the cuff and they're like very just like you say these words in this exact (laughs) cadence and you say it for only a minute and you just put it out there and they get like millions of views and it's just like i I don't know how well this podcast formatted work for that because it's like we're pretty loose and we're pretty. You just, you I know. mean, it couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt. You, but I, I know we'll, we'll we'll talk about this more yeah, off the yeah. show. This is this is a little behind the curtain right. stuff. Uh-oh. But what uh, are we Max, talking if you about? could if you could yeah. if you could punish these these white women who are on Instagram live or unless you want to punish the people who are you know essentially punishing them, you know, uh, if, if how would I punish them? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, See, here's the thing. Anything I say makes me sound like an incel because essentially what TikTok Live is, it is it is like teenage girl hooters. It's like virtual hooters where you you watch these girls. There's they, they get on here as young as 16 and, and you watch these fucking girls and they're like, hi, hello. Hi, reading the chat. Oh, oh, guys, send gifts, send gifts. Thank you, thank you. It's just Hooters bitches with tips. Oh my god! It's the it's the tips. You know. Oh, I want a big tip. I want a big tip. Oh, hey, here's my premium snap. Oh, hey, you know. And it's like the like y- you watch these girls' minds slowly lose any value of interpersonal interaction, and um, and it, of course, it's like it's all dudes like whacking off. And so uh. my thing is, cause they'll, they'll, they'll ask shit like, Oh, uh, oh, can you tickle your feet for me? Like, like shit like that, where you know there's a dude beaten off. <sighs> I said this to a friend. Here's a thought provoking question for the thought cops. Are you ready for this oh, one? No, I don't want this I'm question. Ready. I'm, I'm ready. ready. <laughs> is it worse that the teenage girls, is it worse that they don't know the guys are jacking off or is it worse that they don't care the guys are jacking off? One more time, you said, is it worse that... Is it these girls who go on TikTok who are becoming, you know, digital Hooters waitresses, right? Is it worse that they don't know that the guys are jacking off? Or is it worse that they don't care that the guys are jacking off? 
I would say it's worse that they don't care. I mean, if they know and they don't care, that ain't great. Uh, if they don't know, I mean, or like if like you know, it's like if they know that obviously they're it's not good. I, I would don't know. Say uh, Grant, would, you still there? I think yeah. your your camera cut out. For, Did it? Uh, looks like is it yeah. still? I think that's just sort it. of. Uh, oh, maybe that's just me. But anyway, yeah, it I guess could be. Uh, Riverside's still a little bit whatever, but it it does what it has to do. Everybody. Uh, Today's sponsor of the episode. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, th- Does what I it think has it's, to do. I think it's worse if they don't know because it's like imagine having. Well, like if they know, they should care though. They should know. Well, yeah, if but they know. Imagine they should be like I, you, I, if, if you already know and you don't <laughs> care, you're just sort of like whatever. I don't care. If you don't know, that means that there's a certain presumption of innocence, and imagine finding out that way. Like that's that feels bad to me. It, it's you know what I mean? Because I'll, I mean, yeah. Either way, it's not great. I'll, that's for sure. I'll go on TikTok Live and I'll ask. I'll just go through and I'll ask these girls these exact same questions that I'm asking you. And what I see is that the majority, most women usually say not knowing is worse, and most men usually say not caring is worse. That's what I've seen because mm. uh, I'll go through. I do market research and I, I like I just like you got to learn about what's going on. TikTok is where it's at, like whether it's 40 year old moms or whether it's like, you know, kids in high school, like the whole spectrum of it is like it. it's like if you're not able to go out like I'm not going to a high school, I'm never going to do that again. I'm not one of these guys who yeah. wants to go, you know, you know, bone a child in a high school like and so it's like I, I, the thing is, is that. Now I get to see how the world is changing without being a fucking predator. And it's like, it's like, I don't know, like TikTok has offered a lot of writers and and comics and and just a lot of people that opportunity to learn about the world without stepping where they shouldn't be. Dude, it's, it's very interesting. And just as a platform, like I'm, I'm surprised how much I wrote it off until I really started using it. But like, uh, yep. I know that there's a bunch of people that are like movie commentators on there that just got like big followings that would just get like invited to red carpet premieres of like the new Marvel movies and shit. And it's just like, holy shit, like people are paying attention to this stuff a lot more than you think that they would be, you know, like, I don't know. It's, it, it blows it, my mind. TikTok's kind of the new Vine. And what I've said for years is that Vine created more celebrities than YouTube did in one year. In one year, Vine created more celebrities than YouTube did in 10 or 20 years. Think about that. Like people, like the short form thing, we're just addicted to it. I don't know what it is, but TikTok is the same way. TikTok, Mm -hmm. give it like three more years. TikTok will have created more celebrities than YouTube has in its, you know, 15, 16 year lifespan. That is wild. We've gotten a lot of guests from the show just from just like reaching out to certain people just because it's like their videos were interesting. Like, yeah, it definitely I I 100 percent see what you're saying. Um, But Max was yeah. Uh, did, I'm sorry. Did you give a punishment or were you just kind of oh, oh uh, funneling down to figure out what it would be? Sorry, I did. I I've, I think I went into this tangent where I I, I didn't want to sound like an incel because anything you say about <laughs> oh, right, about right, right. about women and punishing them like for, you know, uh, I guess the punishment would be, um, see, it's funny because in TikTok, they, all the commenter trolls will go, uh, oh, ta- you need to have your phone taken away. Uh, I think, uh, you know what? I think, uh, a nice hard day of, no, a nice hard decade of manual labor. I think that should be the punishment. <laughs> I think that's, I agree. Gulag. I agree. 
Yeah, the gulag, the cola mine, what have you. Just get get out. No, you know, can they bring their phones, Max? No, fuck that. <laughs> no phones. Okay. They're not allowed to bring anything. And the only other men there are going to be like just the ugliest fucking men imaginable. So they can never like find some boyfriend to take selfies with. It's not going to be any of that. They're going to see this is where it gets more incelish. This is where it gets. Yeah. Only, only the, 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 the four to six out of 10 attractiveness scale men. Those are the only other men allowed at the work camps for the white TikTok bitches. I mean, you might be saying four to six level, but I think that when that's all you're seeing, they're going to be start to be bumping up to like eight to 10, you know, that's, that's your calling a whole purview. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. The, um, that's, I, 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 there was, I remember during the GameStop stock thing, there was a guy, cause it's weird how I, it goes, it goes both ways for, for each side of the gender coin where it was, um, how do I, there, when the GameStop stock thing took off, and all these people were mad that it got blocked and all the, it fucked over the hedge funds and blah, blah, blah. There was a, a, a financial pundit and he went on, I think it was CNN or, or MSNBC. And he said that, you know, all these, you know, all these guys who think they can be investor bros and think they can be billionaires by sitting in their basement on their phone and their get rich quick scheme. There is there is very little difference from that to the girls who want to go on Instagram and show their ass and think they're going to be rich overnight. He said it, it's the same, it's the same get rich quick scheme, but you know, because men are doing it, they think there's like more intellect behind it. And so I, I thought that was a very, now, of course, that pissed off all of Reddit. Uh, but, but, but <laughs> surprise, I, surprise. But I thought it was, I thought it was interesting where it's like, like again, like, like, but, you know, both uh, sides of the gender coin are bullshit. It's just there, there's different ways of showing it. Uh, it sounds about right to me. Sounds fair and just as we do on the show. Uh, that being said, Grant, what's your two minutes of hate? Shit. Um, I don't know. This is this is the time of the year when I when I start feeling sentimental because it's it's the holidays. You know the holidays, Kevin. Have you uh, celebrated a holiday before? I spent mine sick on my futon alone this year. <laughs> That's good. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Thank you. But you, you like um. I don't know. It's it's this weird time of the year, you know. My two minutes of hate this week. I think just uh, we we've sort of been talking about this. Is just the idea of like creative burnout, you know. Mm-hmm. Like when when there's something that you do that you love, and you're just like, man. <sighs> I, I you feel know? like you brought this in before. Are you trying to tell us? Probably. Something? <laughs> I feel like I brought it in like last year at the exact same time you know you could be right but it could be right it's like similar for and i'm not feeling necessarily creative burnout for the podcast because i feel like the podcast in and of itself is just like we show up one time a week we do a couple hours that's it it's just like you know it throughout the week it's like it's this event that happens and i'm not too like I'm not too plussed about it, you know, if that's the right word. I'm not You're I'm not it. I'm nonplussed. I'm the opposite of plussed. But it's like this this thing that it's like you look at all these subreddits that are like anti-work, you know, and you're like, wow, what's going on over there? What's going on with these anti-work people? They sure do seem to hate working. And it's like, I don't I don't feel that. I I like working, but I want to be working on things that I like, you know. 
And it's like, whether it's my job or this or other creative projects, it like, it sucks when like the thing that you want to be doing, you feel like you're spinning your wheels and that it's just like not working in the way that you want it to work. And sometimes that's just part of like progress and just overall progression and like getting better at things. So sometimes you, you realize the terrain a little bit better. And yeah, I think that if know, this episode's taught us anything, it's that we just have to throw money at it more. I mean, yeah. sometimes that's it. And sometimes you're just like, you don't fucking have any more money to throw at things. And you're just like, what do I do now? Yeah, well, first we, we have to get that money and right. then we can throw the money yeah. at it. And it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, the, the labor of love, sometimes it feels more like a labor. And it's like, I don't know, that in and of itself is like, a difficult pill to swallow sometimes and sometimes it comes back and sometimes it like fades away and there's like a whole waxing and waning period where you know shit really just fucking gets to you more more so sometimes than other times but like yeah well, and i want to say really quick too i think that that kind of mentality like i think most people go into doing creative pursuits where it's like oh this is just gonna be fun and I'm, it's all gonna be laughs and giggles and it's gonna right. be easy and i'm gonna you know and I think that the difference between those kind of people and the people who stick around are the ones who are willing to, you know, swallow that pill you mentioned and be like, yeah, it is. It ain't all fun and games here. Right. You know, we're, we're here in the podcast minds. It's not easy. We're, <laughs> we're working our minds. fingers to the bone. The I think I minds. have the metaphorical black lung. Yeah, I got content lung. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's true though, because like it, everything I made, it, like I, I, so many times people come to me, it's like, wow, it looks like you had a lot of fun making that. I'm like, no, it was fucking miserable. <laughs> it's miserable every time because if you have fun making it, it probably won't be fun to watch. Like, I don't know. that's sort of how I've always felt about it, but, uh, I don't know. I'm very like old school show business. Like I'm very it, no. There's there's some truth to that for sure. I would say I, I think it's it could be a little bit of both, but like I think that if you make it look fun there's also a lot of work that goes into making it look like it was right. fun to make you know yeah not to say that you didn't have any fun but there's effort applied for sure right i mean it's it's interesting that you sort of bring that up i remember that like um when you watch when you like rewatch seinfeld for instance um a lot of the interviews that uh the guy that said the n-word what's his name um, michael richards kramer michael richards, richards. <laughs> to to his credit um, a lot of times when he would be interviewed about Seinfeld and like, you can see this when you see the outtakes of Seinfeld is that three of the cast members were having the time of their life and thought that this was the greatest thing that they were ever doing. And like, as a result, I, I feel like that, like that energy was captured by the show and Michael Richards was like not like that he was very like serious like someone would fuck up a take and he'd get like pissed off and it's it's like this weird juxtaposition between like this energy between the guy that's taking it seriously that's the clown character and everybody else who's just sort of like trying to play their character the best they can and like having fun with it and he's like no no you guys need to so like are take you, it serious are you saying that they made him racist I'm saying that no, Michael Richards is <laughs> is sort of like you, the viewer. He's sort of like the Joker, you know, in a lot of senses. It says a lot about society. That, they also said that about Steve Barton and uh, Mike Myers, if I recall. Uh, huh. There was a lot of stuff that came out about those two being very like drags on set, 
they were like too serious. They were too this, mm. they were too that. And it's like, I don't know, like they, they, they have very, very particular views of how comedy should be. And so, especially like when I direct, like fucking, uh, like when I'm directing the actors for class of 09 or any of those fucking videos, like you gotta understand voice actors are not comedians at all. They, they don't, they don't write jokes. They don't tell jokes. They don't go on a podcast and, and be funny. They don't have their own podcast where they're funny. Like it, it's just, and so you have to teach them. I will word for word go into like each syllable, how this should be done, how that on punchlines. Because if they okay. say that wrong, it's like, ah, fuck that. It just like, doesn't ah. sound the same. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, so I understand. And sometimes, so like when I started directing people who weren't in my immediate friend group and just people who had nice voices and people who could take direction and did it for a living, I started understanding what people meant by the Steve Martin thing and the Michael Richards thing. Like there is a real methodology to it and not every joke right. hits, but if you don't have that me- methodology, no joke will hit. So. No, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that about Steve Martin. I think I can't remember. I think it was one of some SNL cast member that was like Steve Martin would sit there and you would pitch him bits and he would just sit there stone faced and he would be like, yeah, that's funny. I do that, too. Yeah, no, that's hilarious. I, I that's know exactly what the fuck. You, yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. that's that's their real shit. I mean, like at at a certain point, like you have heard you have kind of heard it all and right. it's all kind of mix and mash, you know, switch, switch this out, switch that out. Right. And I, you know, it, it's not like you're just goofing around at the lunch table with your friends. It's like, it is like a job. Like I remember when I used to intern at the onion, like they had that shit down to a fucking science. They had a whiteboard and they were right on, like they had like this diagram of like the different routes that like a, the joke would take and stuff. And there was like different branching paths and like why different things were funnier than other things. And they had, they were using symbols and shit. It was crazy. Uh, and it's like, they're not just sitting around like, I mean, there was plenty of laughter. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't just like right, laughing. Right. Ha ha, that's funny. Now we're going to write it. It's like, no, like that <laughs> works for what that is right. because there yeah. is a lot yeah. of care and effort put into it. Absolutely. Man, some, no, the, some, no, go ahead, Max. Oh, well, no, I was going to say the other side of that coin is there's also a skill in in how when someone says something that's not funny, how do you turn it down or how do you let them know? Because you don't want to you don't want to kill the self-esteem of your joke writers, too. And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I always think about that. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like you could kind of just like build off of something that they say or, you know, like kind of like, I guess I think in general, constructive criticism is best when it's just like you point out the things you like in something Mm -hmm. and then you can focus on that instead of just like talking about, I didn't like this. I didn't like this. That's not really, you know, constructive. You focus on like, oh, there, there's a seed of an idea for this. Let's explore that. You know, if you feel like maybe you're not feeling the whole thing, but you're feeling like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's you know, let's explore that angle of it, and you know, whatever, talk about right. that. So, uh, which I think honestly that can be fun. Like it sounds like this is. I'm sure some people listening are like, oh, that sounds dreadful. Like I just like to have fun with my friends and make each other laugh. Like I don't want to be like this, but truthfully, I, I I would rather. I would rather be like this because like I I do find the whole conversation around these kind of things like, you know, fun, even if it doesn't seem like, you know, maybe like me and Grant are talking about different ideas. We're not fucking like always laughing our asses off, but there is an aspect of it where it's like we're thinking about introducing or switching different stuff up and it's kind of like, 
a conversation that's enjoyable and, and yeah. almost like, almost a deeper level, you know, than like would be just kind of goofing around. And it's sometimes, not like, yeah, like the envisionment of certain things does elicit like I remember I came to you, Kevin, uh, recently with an idea that I had that was just like I couldn't stop laughing about it. Like I would be like showering and I'd just be thinking mm-hmm. about this idea for a video and I'd just be like silently laughing to myself of like, this would be just like fucking good. This is inherently funny and it's it's worth like, we should be doing this more. We should be doing this type of video or something like that. And like sometimes, yeah. And I, I think that um, last year when I brought in this same exact two minutes of hate, you said something <laughs> along the lines of like, so long as it's making you laugh and so long as it's making everybody else around you laugh, like that in and of itself is worth pursuing. And like, I, and most importantly, the first part, right, like, if, right. I, like if, you don't want to make something you don't fucking like, right. You know, like it, I mean, there's like, I mean, there's like, you know, tons of fucking, I don't know. Like sometimes it's like, if, if there's a, like for, if I'll throw a tweet up that gets like one, like from like the shrugger not or something like that, <laughs> it was a shout out shrugger not. I love you. Right. I appreciate it. Um, but if I throw up something that gets like one, like, you know, you know, sometimes you clean house, you delete shit, but if there's something that really made mm-hmm. me laugh and I put it up, it gets one like, I'm like, that's staying because that is more me than any, any right, crowd pleasing right. bullshit I could do. And like, you know, to, to a certain point also, it's just like, you got to figure if one person thinks that it's valuable and worthwhile, there are other people that also think that. And sometimes I mm-hmm. think it's just getting lost in the weeds. And I think, you know, especially just like for me personally, it's like you get stuck in these situations where it's like, uh, this is, this doesn't have as many views as I want. And it's not, this, it's not getting the reaction that I want. But like, it's, it's hard to reconcile that between like that and true artistic vision of like, you do what you want that's worthwhile in and of itself. And you put that out there and you're happy with that versus like, I have to pay the fucking bills at the end of the day. And I would like to be able to pay the fucking bills. And there's like that sort of compromise between the two ideals. But like at the end of the day, it's like you don't want the thing that you like to do and the reasons why you want to do it to be sort of like obscured, you know, and... And uh, June Bat in the chat says, yeah, I think the only way to be an artist is to make yourself the target audience, yeah. which I agree with. Yeah, I agree with. That's actually so what's a good, your punishment, that's though, a good for, way of for putting it too. what's your punishment for creative burnout round two, round three, round four, whatever round this is. Um, I speaking of target, uh, June Bat says, thank you, Grant. I am a writer. Uh, make sure to make sure to check out what's it. Um shit i forgot about it. i'm i'm too uh, i'm too drunk right now to remember names uh, of books um june bat uh mention your book and i'll i'll plug it again uh one is this one, one is, is june, june bat, bat so go ahead and check that out um the other is the vanishing, vanishing monuments. monuments uh i am not a writer <laughs> as you can tell although i'm trying to be one um my punishment is uh since we're mentioning target audiences uh i take a gun and I, I put it against like what plexiglass and I there's an apple on my head and I have to shoot the apple off with the gun. Ah, yeah. I see. So it bounces off because and it you, yeah, myself. you yourself yeah. or the audience you're aiming for. That makes sense. And if I, I die, I die. Yeah, go I went ahead, to an sorry. apartment where it almost looked like that. Where you know how like a lot of apartments there's like the the door before you get to the doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's like inside. 
Remember, it was the yeah. the the glass with like the hashes through it, like the lines through it, like yeah, the, like the yeah. old school. I remember uh, there was a hollow point uh, bullet hole, bullet imprint in one of those, and that <laughs> that just brought me back to that to like fucking eight years ago when I lived there. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> was wild man. Somebody with creative burnout, it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of speaking of creativity, though, let's talk about yeah. if you haven't listened to this uh, to Thought Cops before. Every week, we investigate the internet's outrage-inducing news stories, and then we sentence each perpetrator to a cruel and often quite unusual punishment. Now, I want to talk about uh, you know, I want to talk about this one here because, like I said, um, I was I was being a good boy. I was I was self isolating with the virus when I had it, which I believe I'm just finishing that up now um and i did uh you know i i as soon as i went through every last piece of grocery i had i was in need of groceries so i tried out instacart for the first time uh which was interesting you know i never had uh had somebody else do my grocery shopping before which is a little bit weird um but these kinds of services are being used now more than ever so, uh, one of those services is uh, DoorDash, and apparently DoorDash is so overloaded that the engineers are now having to... Uh, Not just the engineers, but everybody. Deliver. Everybody has to do at least one delivery per month for forever. <laughs> and is that is that so bad? You know, I know... I'm, I'm sure I'll be kind of annoyed if I was in their position, but at the same time... You know, they're the fact like they're like they're I guess they're like really pissed. So it's it's uh it says beginning in January, DoorDash's newest program called We Dash is requiring all non-delivery employees to dash at least one order a month. Uh but the company's employees aren't exactly thrilled. They said, What the actual fuck? Oh. Um we uh says a person who makes four hundred thousand dollars a year. They said I I didn't sign up for this. There was nothing in the offer letter and job description about this. Um, it's a bunch of tech bros and other white collared employees who are just pissed about this. And it's like you know maybe maybe these, some of these guys are not cut out for this kind of work. You know they're 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 pencil pushers. They you know they're they're behind the keyboards. They don't have the build it takes to uh be uh, uh the guy from death stranding who has to deliver <laughs> stuff to people and in, in their hubbles because right. that's 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 what we live in now truly just dash to yourself that seems like yeah i mean it, it just like i said I, I was in a position where i was you know i was again trying to isolate as much as humanly possible so you know with no with no uh you know with no other choice i had my food delivered to me so i i don't know i like i said i, I did instacart uh maybe i got one of the engineers maybe i didn't i don't think i did but uh this, if i did this also I'm not, I'm not sorry this also includes the ceo so the ceo <laughs> one time a month has to drive their good oh tesla god. now that's oh my god now listen listen i gotta say i gotta say i got some respect for that you know like not many CEOs would do that. They they would throw under every other fucking employee they could <sighs> I, to avoid having to do this kind of labor. And if this is true, I know it's only one per month, which isn't that much. But fucking for a CEO to do that, that's you know. I think it's better than not doing it. But I I kind of, <laughs> I said this to a uh, I said this to someone over, like over the Christmas break. Um, was that like i feel like it's cosplaying poverty because the ceo isn't getting paid 
three and a half dollars to DoorDash, they're getting paid mm-hmm. a CEO salary. So like, and they can also then now they can also be like, oh, I do it. It's not that hard. It's like, yeah, you do one a month. You don't yeah. do thirty a day. Cha-ching. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This reminds me um, of. Uh, I remember back go ahead, Max. back in like 2014, first half of 2014. It was before I had a driver's license. Remember, I was living alone. I like never left my apartment because like I did. I couldn't drive. There was no reason to leave. So I must have been. I was probably still a teenager. Yeah, no, I was still a teenager. And um, uh, the idea of getting your groceries delivered to you was the most shameful fucking like like you were a troglodyte piece of shit. If you got your yeah, groceries it, delivered, it was weird. And and I remember I would get like I'd get like fifteen hungry man dinners, a bunch of like uh, banquet uh, family size meatloaves. Like I would just I, Salisbury mm-hmm. steaks. I would get everything. And we're we're wondering why you're getting ulcers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Listen, it didn't start becoming a problem until I was like twenty five or twenty six. But I get that um, caught up to you. I, 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 yeah, a lot of shit did. But so. Which which is weird because uh, according to everybody I know, I'm technically straight edge, which is, uh, yeah, no. So I must have been eating so poorly that something like that would catch up to me. But that's another story. So I would uh, I would order from Safeway, which was like uh, it was like a mile down the road. And every <laughs> every time I would get a new grocery delivery order, my friends would ask me to screenshot it and they would make it their background on Twitter back when Twitter had backgrounds. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, it's time for a new list. And it would literally say five hungry man dinners, uh, uh, two EL fudge Keebler elf cookies. Like it would just like the quantities were so humiliating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you got you got to make it count, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You want to get that delivery fee all its all its worth. They would do a thing where you had to get it. There were certain five items at Safeway, and if you got those five five items, uh, you would uh, you would get free delivery. Like the 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 cost for moving it wouldn't cost you anything. I remember I tried so many butterball turkeys just to like make that delivery free. It, uh, I guess those weren't selling very well. I like butterball turkeys though. I mean, you do now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat anything. I don't. I don't care. Uh, so Grant, how how do we punish these folks here? Oh, DoorDash. The um. I actually, you know, I do have a. I do have a good punishment. I do have a good punishment. Yeah, I go thought for of it. one. Unless anyone else has, one. I got another one. But um, I'll add that to whatever you add. Well, we'll see. Maybe we're thinking the same thing. Let's find out. Uh, I think that if the CEO gets to do the the DoorDash driver's job, the drivers should get to do the CEO job once a month. Uh, yeah. Huh. I wonder if they'd let them. Hmm. No, it's only fair. No, they <laughs> no, wouldn't. True. They wouldn't let. <laughs> no, them. No, they won't. But like, I, that's I'm, I, that's what I'm telling them. That has to happen. You know, I, I'm, I'm making the fucking rules. Oh yeah, I had a different punishment, but I, your punishment has invigorated me. I say that okay. we, we the people, the working class. Not only does one of the drivers get to be the CEO, but all of the drivers get to be the CEO. And the proletariat overthrows the bourgeoisie and we overthrow global capitalism and everybody gets the same haircut. Now, are you, Grant, are you saying this is just happening once a month or just in general? In yeah. general. Okay. Because <laughs> I was, I was kind of on the same page as you. I was like, yeah. they should all get to be the CEO I say that one I say time worker responsibilities you know, baby baby are steps. worker responsibilities are spread throughout the populace, and so long as you're a worker, you're also an owner. That's that's a punishment in my production. eyes. 
What's that? The Owner of, of many, many butterball turkeys. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know somebody who works corporate at one of these types of places? These like DoorDashes, Postmates type places? Um, I don't personally. I have a cousin. Have my head. I do. I think we do actually. Kind of. Okay. Well, I guess you have to dox them. Well, to I won't, later, but... Well, let me say, well, off. Yeah, yeah. My my cousin works for one of these. She, uh, I won't say which one, but it's 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 definitely a big one. You you know it. Everybody here knows it. And she is the most like insufferable fucking Prius driving liberal. I don't have a problem with liberals. I have a problem with the Prius driving liberals. I fucking hate them. And she'll. It's like these people who like they love the concept of like legalizing gay marriage, yet they've never met a gay person. So like gay people are this <laughs> entity of look at me, look at me. And so I'm yeah. talking to her. She's like, I'm like, oh, who's your boss? Is he is some like I'm joking around with her. I'm like, oh, is he some uh, sexual uh, harasser? Me too guy. She's like, oh, no, she's actually a cool lesbian. I'm like, what What makes her cool? So go, like, oh, you know, she's a lesbian. Like, it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> this fucking the punish. A- any other any other personality traits or that's the fucking. Well, no, that's the thing. I mean, she the the the, the lesbian boss, she, she might have some more personality traits, but this is like it's a trend I keep seeing. With with Prius, to her that was all she saw. Yeah, with these Prius driving liberals, I hate Prius drivers. Does anyone here drive a Prius? Anybody <laughs> no, here? I don't. No, I don't. Okay, I don't you better not. Right I swear to God. Yeah, you don't have a car. No, I I ride a bicycle. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, like we're we're both in Chicago, so like I do have a car, but I I try to use it as little as I can. But like the the public transportation system here is pretty no, decent for the most good. part. Uh, it's been a little bit annoying recently, as I've complained about on the show several times, but I will uh, not be doing that again, and I will say it's fine. New York City's got a... I think they're better and more entertaining in New York City as far as the train goes. Um, there are homeless women... I have encountered this firsthand. There are homeless women who, during coronavirus, they'll just have their mask off and cough as much as possible just so people don't sit near them. They don't actually have COVID because you can tell they're faking it. But So yeah. they'll clear everything... Then what they'll proceed to do is they'll wait until like, like the train has to go over a bridge between boroughs. And, you know, obviously you can't get off because you're over this bridge. Th- this homeless lady will wait until it, they're over the bridge and no one can get out. And she will just start pissing on the train right fucking there. And everyone in the car moves to one side away from the trail of piss. And it was like, this is during coronavirus, and it was the biggest shock moment ever. And what made it worse for so many people is that we're between Manhattan and Brooklyn right now, and there is no escape from this piss. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I've definitely experienced some things of that caliber here as well. I don't and think it's, I've it's, ever experienced something that bad. <laughs> I would say, like, I, I remember there was one time, it wasn't during COVID, it was like, there was a, uh, a half the half the train car. There was like these like drunk college kids at the other side, and they were so fucked up. And they were just like throw up all over the place. And they were off to like one side, and then everybody else was at the far other end of the train. Like we were all over here, and there was like a tidal wave of vomit that would like ebb and flow <laughs> yeah. along the oh, floor of the man. train car. And like every time it would stop, it would like get closer to us, and we'd be like. <laughs> like lift our feet you know and then it would like subside and get closer to these guys who were just like nodding That's, off that sounds like so a physics up. game on steam like just avoid the vomit <laughs> and it's like a and like the car keeps moving <laughs> that's good it's, it was it was a, it was like a little uh like a little um charming indie game i'll never yeah i think my my closest like weird moment like that was like uh it wasn't a bodily fluids type story but it was more of like a uh 
people walking in between train cars to like chain smoke, which was it's just yeah. like awful. And that's always annoying. I was like yeah. the only person on the tr- on this particular train car, and uh, this group of people came and sat right fucking next to me, which is just like, oh god, I'm I'm gonna die today. I'm going to die. And they just they open up. This is the the last train car. The very final one, the caboose, some might say, and they just open the door so that they can chain smoke. And one of them's right next to me, and she goes, "You're not a cop, are you?" And I'm like, "I'm like 22 years." And you old. pointed at your hat. You're the like, cop what it says it like, all. Coach? I'm like 22 years. I'm not wearing this hat. I'm like, I'm 22 yeah. years old. I'm like, I just got out of college like a year ago, and it's like. No, I'm not a cop. I'm just a guy sitting on a. I'm just a guy sitting on a. Welcome train. to the grown up world, bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a cop, are you? I got away unscathed. They just really wanted to smoke, so more power to them. I don't. I don't care. Yeah, go off. Whatever. You know, smoke them and toke them, Jones. <laughs> uh, what, what do you want? What do you want to hop to next year, Grant? Uh, let's talk about. I guess uh, Lindsay Ellis. We talked about the. Uh, She's still the, fucking around. You still not anymore. Still, not, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore, sir. I think last last we talked about this story, it was uh, Movie Bob versus Lindsay Ellis, and Movie Bob. <laughs> she she had made some comment. Remember the Movie Bob tweet where it shows like a shit ton of fucking McDonald's, and he's like, "That's actually not that much fun." <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you didn't have to say anything, Bob. You just could have let it go. <laughs> Shout out to Movie Bob. <laughs> we we've had a lot of Movie Bob discourse on the show over the years. Um, I don't and know maybe, why. Maybe one day we'll get him on the show. I've never watched we'll a video of his. I've tweeted at him to be like, "Hey, come on, Thought Cops." He's never responded. He never will. Uh, but he's big timing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he puts the big in big time. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and we actually we we did learn uh, the first time we had Ken Bone on the show. We found out. Remember that Grant? There is a rivalry between Ken Bone and Movie Bob. There are the same V Ken Bone twice. Yeah, we had him on. Uh, uh, he was on a couple weeks ago. Talk, did he talk about how Trayvon Martin deserved to die? I remember that was a big thing about him. <laughs> no, that, he, did, that he, didn't that come didn't up. Come up surprisingly <laughs> enough. No, we we did not bring it up, and he did not bring it up. Here's so what we'll we, do. We, Here's we got what, off right, scot free. Right, new plan. New plan. I, I know. I just came here. This is this is a producer plan. This is, I'm giving you a segment here. What <laughs> right, you do? You get it, you get him back on. I'll just be a plant, and I'll just start talking about. Yeah, you know, Trayvon Martin, you know, he was kind of dangerous, you know, like, honestly, in retrospect, and like, I'll be the plant, and then that'll bring, he's like, you know, actually, yeah, I agree, you know, like, that's how you get him to finally admit, oh. without, without the weasel words, <laughs> yes, I, Ken Bone, believe Trayvon Martin deserved to die. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, well, uh, well I can't, uh, I can't claim to comment on that. I will say to, that, um, to be fair, who's... Now it's a movie Bob is kind of like, you know, all, all he's doing is making Kurosawa mad or whatever the hell his display name is now. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, um, the second time that he was on, which was only a couple of weeks ago, he talked about what's the guy from the, the guy that shot him. What's the guy's name? I can't remember. Zimmerman? Oh, yeah, he, he did he mention did that. Mention That's it. right. Yeah. What do you say about what's Zimmerman? His name? Zimmerman. 
He said he said that he was he he talked about he said he was an asshole. He, he said something he about him, him a like, piece of shit and said that like because he brought up the fact that he was like signing bags of Skittles and like auctioned off the gun that he used to shoot him. Like, yeah, so he's maybe not, he's, maybe he's come around. I, you know, maybe he's been radicalized. He, and I would like not, to think that we he, had something to do with that. I have a nuanced opinion of Ken Bone, and I'm a big fan. He's been on my show twice. And I, I, I just we're, ob- we're obligated. Yeah, we're obligated. Obviously, there's monetary ties to all this, but uh, I, I do have a defense of him. But that's not why we're talking about this. We're talking about movie Bob, and we're talking about Lindsay Ellis. So to catch to catch everybody up, last time we talked about her, I think she was getting canceled for saying something about a movie or a TV show that I haven't seen, and. I think it's something about Mulan, if I recall. Mulan and something about Avatar, the the Last Airbender, or some other movie or show, and then she got sort of canceled or whatever. And then movie movie Bob was movie Bob was tweeting she got a light canceling. Movie Bob was tweeting at her, and she was arguing with him, and he was like, "Oh, we're we're friends, right?" And she post he posted an image of them, and she was like, "This is really creepy, Selfie. dude. Why would you post this?" And then everyone was all movie Bob versus Lindsay Ellis. And this became a thing. And now she's like, I don't want to do YouTube anymore. And she did a whole Patreon thing. So and that's, say, that's I, just I, catching everybody up. Just so everybody knows. Okay. The, the She put up a tweet says goodbye. And I clicked on the link and it's paywall. Oh, she paywalled it like recently. Yeah. I... Apparently, you remember, yeah. You remember when she was uh, the nostalgia chick on Nostalgia Critics uh, thing? You guys remember that? I never really got into nostalgia. Critics, Me neither. So I was I was like thirteen when that guy was blowing up. So I watched a few videos, but Nostalgia Chick, he was like the the girl he brought on. And uh, I, I don't know, Lindsay Ellis, she was just kind of this like like girl. Like usually when when they hire girls to be like on camera personalities, they're like really hot or something like that. But it, it's what I learned. Audacious babe. What I learned from uh, Nostalgia Chick is that female movie reviewer and NFL quarterback are the only two jobs in the world where you can look average and still get paid a lot. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, that's you said yeah i could see that i could see that yeah think about uh jay color you guys are from chicago right yeah you know all about yeah. fucking jay color mm-hmm. yeah he's average I mean, as shit he got paid shit tons yeah you know i'm trying to find this uh this patreon post that she wrote and i can't find it which is very aggravating as a person that does a show, a show about, about I, I can find i can find this. out I'm looking through the replies here because somebody responded, wait, can anyone tell me what happened? Someone responded, people got mad that she compared Raya the Last Dragon right, to right, Avatar right. the Last Airbender. Uh, people started calling her racist and aggressively dogpiling her, and this happened for months. <laughs> Let me see here. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming it is going off of uh, that and whatever happened with movie bob i want to i want a white knight for Lindsay ellis know. should i jump in on it should i be the white knight go I go a, ahead i mean now, now would be the time movie bob diss track oh yeah it's on yeah see i i'm i'm honestly on, just kind of getting a whole lot of the same dude crap this here. is this is aggravating that they would do this to us the thought cops we demand i demand let me find my gun i demand access to this article because it was interesting and i do want to talk about it 
it was like the, the remember the Portnoy, the Barstool Sports guy, how yeah. uh, his call out article was paywall. That was like, I was like, dude, I thought you wanted to like expose this dude. You're going to expose right. him for two ninety nine a month. Give me a break. That's slimy as fuck. Well, yeah. he's also a slimy guy. So like, that's a fair assessment of the situation. Yeah. One time he said black lives don't matter. I was like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Hey, he's slimy. He's kind of a piece of shit. Um. So I'm trying. Anyway, Grant, trying let's to... let's put a let's put the let's put the kibosh God on this. Damn it! Because... But I wanted to I wanted to pull up this article and I can't fucking find it. Um, but I think we might have to let this one go. We might have to. But um, you guys see the new Milan movie? Uh, no. I didn't. Did you? Me neither. No. No. I can't think of a single person I know who did. Yeah. Actually, Mike Myers hasn't been in a lot of movies lately. Yeah, what's going on with him? Mike Murray, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for the Austin Powers reboot to happen any day now. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. That's what he sounds nah, like. That's just fun. That's just, I don't care who you are. That's funny. I love Mike Myers. What are we doing? What are we, what's the... Uh, we are, we, we are vamping. Should we? We're vamping. At, I'm we're willing vamping. I don't to, know. for the sake of the show, to uh, put in my credit card number and find out what's in this... Li- don't, no, I'm no. I'm going to do it. Don't, Don't do, do it. it. Come on, man. Dude, I'm so, Come I'm on, so sir. angry. Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to not do that. I'm so fucking You're going to regret this. It's like $2. Hey, take that money and... Don't pay. It's worth... Come on, man. We can just talk about... like We have like a dozen other things we could like jump to, and like we can just skip over this, June, and they're free. June Bat says this is what she wants. And they're right. This is what she would want. And I don't know if, you know what? Let's just move on. You know what? I, I, we... I was going to say, and, and she, do, she doesn't deserve this because I feel like this, this opens up a whole, a whole can of worms. This whole situation right now is because I was going to be, uh, sympathetic. I was going to be what? Yeah. Emphasis on the sin. I was going to be what yeah. people call an empath because. I I related to some of this as a content creator. And I know that a lot of people get sort of like up in the weeds of like people start shit with other people and then some people start shit with them and everybody starts shit with everybody. And then as a result of everybody starting shit with everybody, people start shit with them. And it's just this constant fucking pile of shit that everybody has to deal with. And I get tired of that. And well, I think that there's some level of non self recognition of some of the things that have happened. Like we talked about with her apology to movie Bob, that it wasn't really an apology. And I get that. And there was part of me that was sympathetic to what she was writing because it was like, you know, I don't know what it's like to have millions of people on the internet fucking hate me for no fucking reason. You know, like I get that and I get how for some people it's just too taxing and you don't want to keep creating and that there's a level to that that I I don't really understand because I'm not in anybody else's shoes and that that inherently is difficult for some people to tolerate and put up with and that at some point some people just go, you know, fuck it. I call it quits. But I was I was completely willing to say that and I was completely willing to put out put that out there and then she paywalled the article for two dollars <laughs> and i pulled out my credit card and kevin told me not to do it so i retract everything that i've ever said about the yeah. situation i don't i don't care anymore now so 
I think that she she's she, a slime ball. She probably has another income revenue stream, which is why she could even make that choice. That's the other thing. Where uh, the the nostalgia critic dude. Like he, like he, he, all he would do is w- review children's movies. That's all he did. And then he tried making his own original content. And then immediately everyone said, this shit sucks. Go back to reviewing baby movies. And he had no choice but to do it because he had no other income stream. Right. So I think Lindsay Ellis is more. Now, if she comes back a month later, then we know she has no other income stream other than what she does online. But if she stays gone for good, I'll be like, okay, yeah, she, she actually made moves in her life to where she could make that choice. Or, I mean, some of these people make so much fucking money off these YouTube videos. And I'm not saying everybody, but some people make a lot of money. And I'm telling you, if I made a couple million dollars, I could make, I could stretch that out for the rest of my life. You're not making a couple million, though. Some of them, some of them are making, I mean, look at the fucking Kleins, you know, and I'm not saying everyone's them, but like, Ethan and Eli Klein have millions, millions upon millions. I would say they're outlier. Like when I think of YouTube guys, I get hired by channels like the dudes with like 2.5 million subs or like like one to five million subs. A lot of them are only making like 75K a year. Like they're not really making that much. That's more money than me. Oh, well, (laughs) I mean... (laughs) <laughs> well anyway so <laughs> yeah anyway <laughs> no but still but like that's not millionaire like you can't sack right, up a million right. dollars doing that um right oh you could if you're good at money but let's be real youtubers aren't very good at money i've worked with a lot of them they're not uh anyway Oof. uh yeah it doesn't doesn't exactly come with the territory dude, yeah. i i know where everybody is buried let's just say that um anyway i believe it uh Anyway, let's uh, grant you what you want to punish her. It sounds like you got, you know. Yeah, unpaywall your article. I want to read it. I read it once with my eyeballs. That's that's the punishment, really. You can not do YouTube anymore, but just put the fucking thing up. No one's going to pay you to read it. Put the fucking thing up. I would have, but I didn't. I was talked down from it. Yep. You'll thank us later. It's $2. I don't care. Yeah, you'll thank us at later. least simp for somebody hot, you know, like, come on. I just I, Grant, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to forget to cancel it and it's going to add up month after oh, no, month. I'll after cancel month. it right away. I don't care. I uh, care, let's, I care let, about the we, show. Let's do fella. Let's do one more quick one. Yeah, Grant. Um, you want to pick one here? Uh, no. OK, well, we could just say you pick you I, pick we can just one. move on i mean like it, well uh, let's do a quick we'll do a quick follow-up yeah. one here so we talked about the nft cartoon uh the red ape family <laughs> uh it, apparently it's coming to apple tv and amazon prime uh the source is them i haven't seen anything else confirm this so maybe that's true i i don't know I, i'm kind of like you know what? I, I I regret bringing it up because I was like, I just realized this is the first episode where we didn't mention NFTs in quite Dude, some time. Dude, it's going to so. be more and more. I want to say, uh, let, I don't know. You know what the You funniest... can watch this on YouTube for free right now if you're really that masochistic. You know what the funniest thing is that I think that we've talked about regarding this topic? Um, and I think this might have been a last week story uh, had Kevin not been sick, but... um. Mac from Always Sunny. Oh yeah. <laughs> had made an NFT and he he said something or he bought he purchased an NFT and people bullied him so hard that he deleted the post and changed his profile <laughs> picture back. No, that's a big thing. Did you hear about uh, Wasteland 2? No. A uh, video game um 
uh, Wasteland. I think Wasteland was, uh, it, it's about, like, I, I guess it was like some weird dystopian sort of video game. And Makes they sense. had announced, they had announced that they were implementing an NFT feature into their video game. And there was such a backlash that they made an official statement saying, due to uh, recent events, we have decided to scrap the NFT portion of our game. And and it's interesting. Somebody approached me with a, uh, oh, do you want to make a class of 09 NFT since you're trying to make this a big brand? I'm like, dude, like the my audience is so anti NFT. A lot of a lot of Twitter is so anti NFT. And yeah, whether whether it becomes a thing or not, all that matters is right now you got to worry about your brand. You're not attaching your brand to NFTs because there's so much heat around it. It would be, yeah, it would be brand suicide. It's like they, just because money is on the table does not mean you have to snatch it up because you could really be ruining your reputation in the process. Uh, so that being said, though, let's move on to something positive, something nice, something cool, something swell. Thought Cops, key to the city, where we like to reward something, the key to Neo Chicago that we enjoyed this week. Uh, my key to the city goes to this video I found. Let's see if it's still up. Hopefully it is. Um, and I don't know if it is. I've got oh, a sort on. of a slow internet on my my end right now. Uh, but it's okay. I was gonna. Okay, I guess it's gone. Okay. Oh, is um, it? Yeah, I had. I actually, Shit. I had two things on the list that both are were taken off Twitter in the time I put them on. But I do have a backup. Uh, I don't think I said this last time, and if I did, I apologize for repeating myself. But um, uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf on YouTube put out a really good video recently about Garfield. Oh, yeah. did you mention <clears throat> that or did we I just think, talk about think, it in the Discord? I think we just talked about it in the Discord, but uh, let me just look up the name of it real quick. Um, it's called What the Internet Did to Garfield. Uh, this This video is an hour and 20 minutes long. And if I can guarantee you, if you think that you know everything about Garfield and all the weird shit that happens with Garfield on the Internet, you do not. Because I'm someone I've been, you know, fairly vocal about this, even on the show to some points where I'm kind of like, you know, I'm a little bit burned out on the whole like, haha, Garfield thing. You know, it's like Lasagna Cat was very funny. Then we kind of saw people doing the same thing over and over. Same with Shrek. Exactly. And that was the exact other example I was going to bring up. Which, Garfield and Shrek are the same kind of like the irony on those two things is kind of old. Like even when we did that video at Shrek Fest a few years ago, like I remember I introduced it with like, you know, some people think that ironic Shrek humor has had its time and place. Others do not. Welcome to Shrek Fest. Yeah. And uh, but this video about Garfield, there are so many layers to this that I did not expect. And they do a deep dive into Lasagna Cat and a lot of other crazy shit. And it's it's well worth a watch. So yes, yeah, Super Eye Patch Wolf on YouTube. What the internet did to Garfield. If you got a spare evening to watch something or put it on on your lunch break, I recommend it. It's uh, uh, Max, do you have anything cool you want to share with the class? Well, I wanted to add on to that. Uh, it, it's interesting where um, you find the videos that uh, started like those little sort of like half memes like Garfield or Shrek. The dude who started the Shrek thing was back in 2011. There was a dude named uh, C. Boyardee. He, oh yeah 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 and, I remember and he made a let's play where he was just saying get ogre it over and over and that was the one thing that snowballed all of the shrek jokes but yeah shout out to him uh now key to the city yeah uh it has to be something i guess relatively well known or 
Just something that I've, made you feel you know, a positive emotion. You could give it to C Boyardee if you want to, to be honest, or whatever you want. You know, whatever you feel like throwing I, I, it out I to. Yeah, that's a piggyback thing. I can't. I can't cheat. I can't cheat. Um, Cheating is allowed on the show. All right, let me look. At, let me look at what I've retweeted recently. Hold on. Um, uh, while you while you do that, we'll let uh, Grant. We want to give one out. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, it's the holidays. It's a sentimental time, you know. And uh, my my key to the city this week goes to. Just any anybody that listens to the podcast, and I know that I've given this key to the city many times, but mm-hmm. since it's gonna be yep. you like to pander. It's gonna be and I'm I'm proud of the pandering. Don't ever like don't ever <laughs> feel shame to pander. But um you know, it's it is one of those things where you you look back at your life and I, I feel like I'm always sort of like looking towards the future of like what can I do more of? What can I do more of? What can I do more of? That you sort of forget a lot of things. And I think particularly, um, like, recently, I was sort of thinking, like, back to when I was in college. And, like, around that age, I was playing a lot of music. I wasn't doing any comedy. I was playing a lot of music. I was trying to do shows. I was trying to do gigs and events and things of that nature. And I remember, like, going to sleep every night. And just feeling unfulfilled and like, just like I'm putting all this work in and I'm not getting anything out of it. And like, you know, you'd go and you play a show and one person would show up and you're just like, man, this, this doesn't feel good. And this, this feels bad and all these different things. And like, Hey, I was one of those people one time. You were, you and our other couple friends and some other Mm -hmm. people were at some point. Um, and, and the one thing that I have to say about this creative venture of thought cops is that like, I don't feel that way about like being creative anymore. And that's in and of itself, sort of a positive. So the, the two minutes of hate was, you know, it's like, oh, you get burned out sometimes, but like at the end of the day, my key to the city goes to really anybody that finds any sort of value in this at all, because it's not making me feel bad about myself and the place that I exist in, in the universe regarding just what I'm doing with my life. You know, that's special. It that's is. True. Well, isn't that special? Yeah. And, uh, no, I agree with you. Not, not to make light of it. I'm, I'm in no, the same boat ahead. as you, Grant. I, yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, I get sorry I didn't get my uh, key to the city to the fans. Uh, Next fuck week, the fans. Hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, the day you start listening to the fans, tomorrow you'll be in the stands with them. That's what Steve Kerr said. Shout out to Steve Kerr. Also, I have my key to the city that I'd like to award. You uh, go off. I believe it's I believe it's much uh, overdue, but uh, seeing that he's back on the Twitter trends again, I'd like to give the key to the city to Kwame Brown. Uh, he, uh, he has recently been exposing all of sports media. He was a first round draft pick bust back in 2001, drafted by Michael Jordan, played with Michael Jordan on the Wizards, right? And basically for the longest time, Stephen A. Smith, there's that meme of Stephen A. Smith going, he's a bonafide scrub. And Kwame Brown has been clapping back on everyone in the last six months. And I just want to give the key to the city to Kwame Brown because he is destroying the white media one 40-minute YouTube stream at a time. Kwame Brown deserves the key to the city. Beautiful. You guys have no idea who that is. 
I don't, but yeah. I, I will, I will, I will let you give it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a sport, much of a sporto myself, but I gotta, you know, I gotta respect. Oh, it. uh, what about, uh, do you guys like Artie Lang? I, I'm, you I'm, know, I'm familiar not familiar like, with him. Yeah. I know who he well, is. Go, go ahead. Look up, uh, after this, go look up Artie Lang on the Joe Buck live show. Just watch that. I've, I've uh, seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a recent appearance? No, it's That's sort of old. 2009. Was that 2009? Yeah. Okay. Um, mm. maybe a little later than that. 2010. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That was a let. Uh, we'll we'll give a uh, a smaller key. We'll give him the spare key. He gets the spare key to the city <laughs> for that appearance. Um, but yeah, hopefully I didn't uh break that. Also, I'd like to give another key to. How many keys can I give out? I'm, I'm freaking Just out whatever. here. It doesn't matter. Hey, go. You can go off. Keep yeah, going. Give one if you want. I'd like to give another key to uh, Mike Valverde. Give a shout out to him. He said he's a fan of uh, Thought Cops. Um, oh. And, uh, oh, okay. I, I, on one of the sober radios, I asked him if he would invite uh, the Thought Cops to his wedding. And he said, maybe. So you guys, <laughs> me and, I'll go. Me right. and our yeah, friends, yeah, yeah. we're not going all the way to California. But if you guys want to go to California, you'd probably be able to get a free wedding or something like that. So RSVP Maybe. for Mike Valverde's wedding today. I mean, if there's an open buffet, I'll go. Yeah, dude, buffets are dead. Have you open noticed bar. that? Like, there's no more. Ameri- uh, that's a there's good no point. More yeah. I mean, I, I already got COVID though. I don't care anymore. No, I mean, I mean, I'm before that. Like, the American buffet is dying. It's all Chinese buffets now. I'll, I guess, I'll like, I, to be to be fair though, to be fair though, I feel like a lot of the Chinese buffets I went to were half of the food was like American food. Yeah, it was like here's a frozen pizza under a heat lamp. Have some noodles with it. That's good. I mean, yeah, I, dude, I, I will not discriminate. I'll, I will fill my plate up with all different kinds of cuisine at the, at the Chinese buffet. <laughs> uh, that being said, let's move on to our Thought Cops word of the week. Uh, keeping it in theme with uh, Grant's sentimentality on this episode, Aww. this week's Thought Cops word of the week is hope punk. <laughs> Uh, it's Jesus a work Christ. in the uh, it's a su- subgenre about characters fighting for something positive and communal responses to challenge. Now, I know this word has been used uh, somewhat derogatively on uh, on Twitter recently, but we're taking it back. Hope punk, hope for hope punk. Uh, and it's like again, this is more or less used by some people who are maybe a little bit too on the internet, but. That's why you're here, aren't you? Just make sure you don't take back the N word. Don't don't take that one back. Leave that one. Well, we, you you can have that. Well, whoa, yeah, we're, whoa, not you, not you, Max, not you, whoa. but the collective. What the royal? Let's you. move on to. Uh, let's move on to. Um, uh, the the Max. What uh, plug yourself, man? Anything anywhere people can find you on social media, YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, where they can, well, if you want to remind them where they can find your game at. Uh, Type in SBN3 on Google. You find the YouTube, the Instagram, the TikTok, the everything. Yeah, follow me on TikTok. That's where I want to build the new audience because TikTok is the future, goddammit. Anyway, uh, Class of 09, it's not a dating sim. It's a rejection sim. Fully voiced. You don't have to read. You can just sit down and eat your Twinkies with one hand and click the options with the other. Enjoy yourself playing Class of 09 on Android and Steam, January 6, 2022. Hell yeah. Cool. I recommend it. Thank you. And um, <clears throat> I want to give a quick shout out to uh, some of our new patrons this past week, Alex Franson, Ethan Cassidy Frank, and a special shout out to Junebat. Thank you. Uh, if you want to support the show and get a backlog of bonus content, as well as access to our live episode chats, head on over to patreon.com slash thoughtcops because we make every dollar count here on the show. Thank you. It's true. 
T-Y. And let's move on to our final segment of the show, which is, oh, wait, we did not. Uh, we, speaking of the fans, oh, I don't got, think we got any listener. We got so many voicemails and just oh, I'm none, sorry, of them, yeah, none of them were good. So there was so much for, in our inbox this for week. Next we can't week, even... you guys got to leave more voicemails and you got to do them gooder. They were more just than ever before good this week. What so was wrong we didn't with them? Play any. Yeah. No, we didn't. We didn't <laughs> get any. Uh, they were non-existent. <laughs> I, I think. I think like we took the week off, and I think people thought we died. So which, almost, you know, that's true. Yeah, kind of. They're not wrong. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess we can just wrap it up. Then I'll say again, thank you, Max, for coming on the show. Uh, always a pleasure. Like I said, I had a good time on your show. So Thanks glad for we coming could on. Come back around full circle. Thank you for having me on a actually produced podcast. You are in the ten uh, percent tile of podcasts that actually <laughs> produce their podcast. I've been invited on. That's many. what I'm told. Yeah, uh, it's important to produce a show. That's that's number one. Sometimes it doesn't even matter if the show is good. Just you got to produce it. You got to put in the effort. And that's what matters. Thank you. And we certainly try our best. We certainly try. Yeah, you have no idea. And you succeed. Um, Thank you. And I want to say, too, uh, to anyone who does want to leave us a listener voicemail, give us a call at 312-788-7361. Or you can always send us an audio file to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. We'll see you soon. See you, Space Cop.